Hello and welcome to Box Not Included, the show looking at geek culture and the media we love and loathe from a queer perspective. I'm Hamish, literally too gay to function steel. And I'm Jade, queer casual acquaintance Rose. <laughs> and um, today we're talking about gay best friends. And no, I don't mean Hamish, though he is definitely up there. Thank you. But rather the trope. Um, you've seen it time and time again in chick flicks, teen movies, rom-coms, always the bride's confidant, but never the groom of his own romantic storyline. Yeah, um, recently I felt we want to talk about this. Um, fairly recently, not too recently, uh, there was a discussion on loose women, which garnered a little bit of um, controversy because in the year of our Lord, 2016 actually it was, mm-hmm. they were talking about wanting, the discussion was, gay best friends, how do we find them, how do we get them? And I felt, are we still doing this? Really? Jesus. Um, so yeah, that garnered a few complaints. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we thought we'd start off with, in the time-honoured tradition of essays and dissertations <laughs> everywhere, we're going to go to the definition of the term. To start with, uh, this we've pulled from uh, TV Tropes. Um, aside, I say aside we're going to do one day, probably we could pick different tropes and just do episodes based on them, and that yeah. probably will happen. But it's compli- our feelings about it are complicated, but um, the definition for gay best friend reads as follows. The gay best friend exists mostly to add variety, funny mannerisms, and cheap laughs to an otherwise all straight story, and sometimes show, uh, and sometimes show of political correctness. The GBF may talk about sex a lot, but is seldom depicted as having any, because too many viewers would find that disturbing. Either he has no li- love life to speak of, which never seems to bother him, or is forever off screen only discussed with the heroine over, bunch, uh, over brunch at some pretentious cafe. As modern society grows increasingly comfortable with homosexuality, fiction is slowly seeing more well-rounded gay supporting characters with on-screen love lives whose sexuality is incidental to the character. In fiction, the most common use of this trope is a male GBF to a straight female protagonist, but other um, permutations are very slowly beginning to appear. Um... Yeah. What's interesting is, and I feel like to underscore just the kind of vibe the the description of the trope is giving is, the trope was originally called Pet Homosexual. Yes. On TV tropes. Um, I, it refers to it as that throughout the article, actually. Yeah. Um, I view Pet Homosexual almost a little bit differently, mm-hmm. where a gay best friend, they are sort of on the same level... Yeah. Whereas a pet homosexual is someone whose entire existence is to compliment the woman mm-hmm. and to do everything she says. I don't. I've not watched Ugly Betty, but isn't there kind of one in that? Where... Um. It, yes. Uh, the boss Wilhelmina. I forget. I've had not watched Ugly Betty in years, but her PA. Yeah. Mark. More that where it's less of a friend and more of a devotee. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um. When you hear the word, or the phrase, gay best friend, is there mm-hmm. anything that leaps to your mind instantly? Any character? Probably Will and Grace. Um, A show I have not seen, surprisingly. I can't Perhaps. believe you've never <laughs> seen Will and Grace. Um, it's also coming back. Yeah. This, I'm assuming later this year, but that I remember watching a lot of it, but um, I don't know, as you've never seen, the central premise is these two characters, Will and Grace, and... Uh, they're best friends, and Will is a gay man, and Grace is a straight woman. 
Um, and yeah, I, and it's about their on their friendship, but also their ongoing love lives with other people. Though it's revealed as the series goes on that Grace was in love with him when they were younger, and um, he, <laughs> and he was closeted to her. Okay. And when she tried to make a move on him, uh, he came out to her, and that, and that sort of their relationship they became friends. And that's sort of as the story goes on, that's where it is. But you also have on that show. Um, Grace is, I want to say employee, but Karen is just like, this is Megan Mulhaney. Um, And then you've got Jack, who most, just Jack, uh, who arguably is the gay best friend to Karen, who actually comes closer to what we might call the pet homosexual trope. Mm. But yeah, that is probably the first example I I, I think of. Interestingly, we hadn't talked about it before, but I feel the British version of Will and Grace is gimme, gimme, gimme. (laughs) Yes, no, we're meant to add it to the list. Um, Yeah. And that feels very different because they kind of, it's grum, it's gun, I don't know, grum, grungier. What have I just meant about? Grungier. It's like grimy and weird and it's not a healthy relationship. But they do love each other in their own messed up. Yeah, but no, it is very. Um, it's the British, but it's, it's I forget the actor's name who plays the friend. Oh uh, yeah, no, I forgot. I always forget. Is it, I, I want to say it's a Dreyfus. Yes, James Dreyfus. James Dreyfus, I feel. Yes. Um, I remember watching that as a uh, yeah, same. quite a young person, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a stereotype. But I don't think we've talked we talk about stereotypes every episode. Yeah. I don't think they're always inherently bad. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're very cartoonish characters. But yeah, but everyone. In but the show. I was gonna say everybody is like yeah. I've forgotten her name. Kathy Burke's character is yeah. just as over the top and as ludicrous as he is. Yeah. So they're both as, way, but they're both as boy mad as each other. It does feel closer to straight female gay man friendships I've seen in the real world in a sense, even though it's mm. so heightened and. Ridiculous. I I don't know any gay men who are, like, seamlessly, like, flawless and wealthy and can, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. I see them as kind of weird, flat-sharing, <laughs> like, depressed people. Yeah. That's who I know. Yeah. Um, so that's, maybe that's kind of what I jumped to. This is my first, um, first time I saw that trope on TV. Yeah, I mean, so to, we'll probably go, some of these we'll probably come back to and discuss a bit more, but Damien from Mean Girls. Yes. Uh, an example of the trope. Um, a little bit of a uh, subverted, in a way. Um, mm. I feel like he's he's a gay friend. Yeah. Rather than necessarily then... There's so many gay stereotypes, but if they have a couple, mm. um, it doesn't go the full hog. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's the object of my affection. Um, also, um, which might impact more. My, I think my best friend's wedding is. Yes. So there's a... Yeah. Um, object of my affection is another one of the... It's a strange period of time in the trope where... Uh, so Paul Rudd plays the gay best friend of Jennifer Aniston... Um, but is also kind of the love interest, and that's another okay. kind of a weird, like like in the Will and Grace idea. So that yeah. the whole plot is how can Jennifer Aniston deal with the fact that her soulmate is a gay man, and they kind of they do end up with separate partners, but they end up sort of raising a baby together, and they have like kind of a makeout scene. It's odd. 
I'm found it. it. I'm, I'm not quite. So, sure. Well, the end of it. Well, the end. Of, oh, okay. They they're happy with respective other partners, but are raising a child as a group. That sounds amazing. Yeah. But that doesn't sound like the getting there part would be very palatable. But yeah. my, my little Polly heart goes. Oh. It is kind of like a weird mess of well-intentioned things that go wrong and then mm. unintentional things that go right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. Um, Glee has a couple of examples within text, um, although it's not true to the spirit of the trope because the, the gay characters are main characters as well. It's part of the ensemble. But both um, Kurt and Blaine act as sort of the gay best friend to other characters. Yes. Kurt for uh, Rachel... And Mercedes, and at various points, t- uh, Tina um, mm. and Blaine, sort of that friendship there. Is it Glee's a bit? Well, Glee. Glee's, be, Glee's a thing. Glee's like a four-episode arc of our yeah. podcast. <laughs> Actually, that could be an entertaining four-episode. <laughs> we'll arc. do it. We'll do like a Glee bomb where we just kind of do a whole week of. Like, uh, no, we won't. We won't subject you to that. But it is in- unless you want it, in which case, let us know. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that for us. you. Um, yeah, Glee's in Glee. They are the best friends, but they also. I, I do think there's a very unique thing about the gay best friend character where they really are sidelined as a character. Yeah, I'm watching. I'm mentioning lots of things we didn't talk about on the list, but mm-hmm. for example, in Gilmore Girls, yeah, um, there's a uh, hotel concierge. Mm-hmm. Um, called Michelle, and very much a gay stereotype. Mm-hmm. Um, would be fine if he was ever in any way developed, but right. he's kind of his whole life is off screen, and he just pops up every now and again to say something sassy and witty and gay and gay, and then disappear. And I think that's that's what I consider a gay best friend trope. Yeah, where I mean, nothing in their life is important enough to see. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we're talking about sort of the trope, but also about sort of its wider uses, its subversions. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's the springboard for or having the phenomenon. Um. Well, a a subversion in a way. Yeah. Was a film mm-hmm. called GBF Gay Best Friend. I oh, know. I remember seeing this advertised um, and. I think I remember seeing a trailer for it, but I never watched it, but you, you have seen it. Yeah? It's on Netflix? Um, it was for a bit. Okay. I actually bought it off YouTube to specifically re- watch it and uh, talk about it on the podcast. You're a trooper. Yeah. Um, no, I kind of avoided it for a while. Not necessarily because I thought it would be awful. I felt like I knew what I was doing and I didn't need to. Mm-hmm. But it has been on my kind of list. Yeah. Um, and it, kind of, it has a very misleading poster. On the poster is three girls and a guy who looks like an extra from Glee. He's got multicoloured bow tie and waistcoat and highly styled hair, walking, smiling along. Um, the film is actually... I wasn't necessarily expecting this, mm-hmm. but he's the main character. It Aww. is about two gay, closeted teens at high school. Um, and one of them wants to come out and be a GBF to one of the popular girls. And the other, who is the main character, doesn't. Um, but he gets outed. And the weight at which it gives outing and um, how, even if it's obvious, that's not your choice to make, um, was very satisfying. 
Okay. Um, and he decides to try out being a GBF to save himself from bullying because the popular girls are untouchable. Yeah. It's very much high. It's very tropey and cliche in teen movie sense. But I really appreciated that it was a gay character as the main character. He's in every scene. It's about his journey through a sexuality. And he's a little bit, I'm not like one of those gays. But so are a lot of 17-year-old gay boys. It felt like... Mm-hmm. And so at the start of the film, he um, insults his... Other his gay friend who wants to be a GBF because he's a bit camp and flamboyant. Yeah. And then when they inevitably have their sad point in the film and aren't talking to each other, mm-hmm. um, those are the qualities of him he misses, and he doesn't. He he learns over the course of it, and the the way he looks on the poster with the sort of the bow tie and everything is after he has a very uncomfortable makeover montage that he doesn't really want to be involved in. Mm-hmm. And it's not the most progressive film in the world. It's got problems yeah um there was a bit i really liked when he one of the girls that he's being the gay best friend to is talking about oh it's so much fun having you it's like having a best friend who's a guy but that there's no fear that they're gonna uh you know come on to me and he says on the bed like that's cool i don't really see what i get out of it but all right (laughs) like it felt, the whole film felt like aren't straight people weird and annoying and one of the um, girls is very religious and her opinion on homosexuality changes instantly when she realises it's the cool hip thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, it's as, as problematic as, or not problematic, but as cliched as it is, it was very fun and refreshing to just see completely canonical gay characters dealing with things that only gay people deal with mm-hmm. in a very mainstream teen movie. That's cool. It felt it, this is how this is how far we've come. We'll come mm. even further, but it did feel like some progression. Well, that that's cool that it so clearly sought out to sort of address the trope and the inherent problems uh within it and i suppose we we were talking before about how i can't remember if this was before we started recording or since but um no it was since how the gay best friend is something you often see in media targeted straight people Mm. or with um with uh, maybe the rest of the cast being very straight and i well, I guess I'd like to talk about is its use, regardless of whether it's being sub. Well, I say the subverted cases, subversion cases, are a slightly different thing. But the issue of representation of even having a gay character to begin with, versus um, them being nothing more than a prop or an accessory. Mm. I mean, like when I say character, I do mm. feel like that's different to an actor who appeared in something. Um, Fair, maybe. I mean, I do think everyone plays act, plays characters, but um, there, there's obviously examples of gay characters who are just there for one joke and mm-hmm. then walk off screen. Yeah. Um, I do think there's... So for example, when we were talking about Damien in Mean Girls, I mm-hmm. do consider him more of a developed character. Like, he does lots of things which have nothing to do with his sexuality. Yeah. He's there for another reason mm-hmm. than to add a gay character to the film. Mm-hmm. Um, 
There's a similar, there's a, well, not similar at all, but there's a character in Clueless um, who's an example, Christian, who's an example of what we've talked about a lot today, which is the man of every girl's dreams. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're gay. And I don't see that anymore as much. It, it, the idea, when I feel when gay best friends started appearing, they were, the, the stereotype was they were the perfect man, but they won't be interested in you. Mm. Which I don't feel we see as much anymore of straight women being in love with gay men. I think that's a fair, I think that's a trope that seems to have largely fallen. I think, by when, the way, I think so. now we know what gay people are more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, in my actual life, I was asked once if I was a Kurt or a Blaine, and if I could. <laughs> I'm like, there's. A, they're basically the same character. I don't know what that means. And B, I was are like. A, are you a mean gay or a nice gay? <sighs> I think when I was asked, I was, like, um, trying to, like, claw the last bits of pork scratchings out of, like, a thing. <laughs> I was, like, wearing a hoodie. I was like, what? <laughs> um, I have... I I was... Someone did try and make me their gay best friend, and then I realised they were in love with me. And it was very messy. And they thought that I they could change your me. your own teen movie. Yeah. But it was more stalkerish and weird. But like, yeah, and, they, it's, and it's as awful as it should be. <laughs> yeah, it, they really did think they could change my mind by being just my best friend. Um, and I do wonder. I do think this trope is actually genuinely dangerous because yeah. I wonder if it exists in the real world because of the trope mm-hmm. or the other way around. Quick sidebar: um, this has been addressed quite nicely. Um, a couple of times I've heard it mentioned on um, My Brother, My Brother and Me, and I think on Interrobang as well. Don't become friends with somebody if you're in love with them, thinking that ho- or hoping that the relationship will change. Yeah. It's not fair, it's disingenuous, and people will get hurt. Yeah. And let's get back to the trope, because but I just say, don't become somebody's friend. It's one thing if you maybe are attracted to somebody and want to be... Ugh. It's complicated. Feelings are complicated and messy. If you fall in love with somebody who isn't attracted to your gender, <laughs> don't try and be- don't become their friend in the hopes of mm. that you'll tra- that the that you're amazing. You could be the most amazing human being in the world. It doesn't matter. You aren't. Yes, sexuality can change over time, but you are not the magic button. <laughs> I think that's one of the things that bugs me most about the trope is, mm. especially in the early days of it, it was weird. It was always the joke that gay people have their love lives completely sorted and simple, so they spend all their time trying to sort out the heterosexual romance, mm-hmm. which always has really forced conflict in because yeah. they've got to have some reason why they're not together. Um, whereas the gay one was always like, oh yeah, I know that guy, hi, and like, nothing in their life is at all important because the assumption is, oh, they're gay, I know exactly what's going on in their life because mm-hmm. there's only one type of gay lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so that's the problem when they are the friend of the main character. Yeah. They don't get developed. Mm. That's, what I, that's what I was talking about, like, being a prop. Mm. Effectively, their existence is to prop up the life of the main character. And I also mean it in the sense that and this how it perpetuates into the real world, in the real world, is that 
and I, this is largely the case of straight women coming seeing it as a, a gay best friend as a must have accessory yeah and I, I haven't watched Sex in the City and I've seen like an odd episode or two but a couple of them have like gay male friends as like their gay best friend and it very much feels like the oh I have one of those you don't have one of those oh you have to get one I've seen a bit of Sex and City and so much of it I don't know why I said in a previous podcast that I love Always Sunny but for Mm. some reason the level of amount I disagree with the characters so much in Sex and City and the show doesn't seem to be trying to say that they're bad people yeah they're they're implied superficial and whatever but I think they're meant to be desirable um, people Oof. to be. And I hear so many weird things and opinions they have that I'm just, that's dangerous. Um, and that's a weird thing because Sex and City was so popular with gay people. Yeah. And I, uh, I, can't, I constantly get fed up with straight media being praised too much by gay, med- gay people, maybe. Mm-hmm. None of it, very few of these characters feel like they're there for the purpose of representation and making gay people like them. No. They are there for straight people's consumption. Yeah. That, and I mean, I know we've talked before about how important it is to have these gay characters who are, where it's not about them being gay because then a cishet audience can go, oh, that, see, a gay person. They do mm. exist. They are just this fabled magical creature. But it's useful up to a point, but so often with this trope in the past, and I, I hope it doesn't keep happening, but they do rely heavily on stereotypes. And we've said stereotypes aren't necessarily bad, but if every iteration of this type of character is the same, that is perpetuating something and saying this is the way to be, this is the way to behave. Well, when I finished watching GBF, I did what I always do, and I go in the Tumblr tag, Mm -hmm. and someone was reviewing the film, and it really bothered me the way they were reviewing it. It was a gay blog, or like an LGBT blog, and their literal way of marking points was, gay character, five points, they like musicals, minus two points. And like, Mm. it's like, if I see anything that is a stereotype, I remove points, and it's bad representation. When it's... That's not, not fair. That's nothing to do with how a character is written. That's mm. yeah. Just because a character, just because a character has things that may be considered stereotypical, it's about how these things are presented. I suppose, like a stereotype, is not inherently bad, because there are gay men that love musicals. There are lesbians with short hair who are butch looking who like and sport they don't and have cats. Get the representation, and they don't. Um, especially representation which isn't. A joke on those stereotypes. Which is often a problem with this particular trope. Mm. Is like, these these uh, these gay best friends are sometimes, like, almost clownish. Like, so OTT compared to... They're like, they're the wacky sidekick, almost. Yeah. It's one thing, like, in Gimme Gimme Gimme, where they're both as loud and ridiculous as each other. And shared leads. Yes. That's um, not the same thing. I'm... An example that um, TV Tropes uh, put on on the page is uh, Felix uh, from Orphan Black, who sort of is less so to Sarah, who's his sister, for all intents and purposes, but to Alison, who he meets, he very much becomes her gay best friend. Like, and he is... 
he, does he basically have a move I'm gay line? But he kind of <laughs> does. Is literally yeah. a. He does have a one point. He says, "Bring me something gay." <laughs> I which, like that. which, to be fair, I love Felix as a character. I think he's wonderful, but he also exists as a human being. So often he is shunted off to the side, narratively speaking. Yeah. But he has some of what we would call stereotypical. He um he deals, I think, if he's de- dealt drugs in the past, Sarah definitely has. I believe he's a sex worker when we first yeah, meet him as well. I read that. I've and, not seen the show. Yeah, it's been a while since I saw season one. These aren't necessarily bad things. Like, and he, as a character, he is wonderful, and he has agency and things like that. But um, so, what we're saying about stereotypes are not necessarily bad. If a character is boiled down to nothing but stereotypical traits, and or if they're played for laughs. Well, a little bit on the TV tropes page, it just kind of lists any character who is gay and has a female friend. That's true. Um, that's just like, TV tropes is a t- is a tool for narrative is can be is a tool for narrative analysis. Yeah, it's not a bible on how to do things. Some people view that if if a if something has a page on TV tropes, that means it's bad, or they think trope means it's not a completely original piece of work that's never been. Uh, no, like tropes are shorthand and yeah. useful and good. Mm-hmm. Um, they are having characters. I don't want anyone to come away from this podcast thinking the answer is to never put gay characters in something with female friends. Because, God no. God no. Um, that's silly. Mm-hmm. Um, and patently just, untrue. Yeah, it's just do it right. Do it, or like, not even do it right, just do it different or do it yeah, honest. do it smart. Do it smart, yes. Um, I kind of want to talk about some gay best friends that we like. Yeah. Um, and one I was thinking of is Wallace Wells from Scott Pilgrim. I love Wallace. And he's kind of interesting because even though he has it more together than Scott, and... He is also a mess in his own right. He is a mess in his own way, and, I mean, he's still living in that horrible apartment with him. Yeah. Um, he, he does have a sex life. Yeah. Like, very overt. And he does fall in lots of tropes and cliches. He's the kind of predatory mm-hmm. um, homosexual... Type yeah. that goes after straight guys, and um, but I kind of appreciate that uh, he is having. As he Wallace Wells feels like a lot of the gay guys I know, mm. like the bit where he's talking about Chris Evans' character, like oh I want his baby, I want to adopt his babies. Well, he feels honest. Yeah, he does feel yeah. like someone Branley O'Malley uh, knows. Knows, <laughs> um, um, and. I suppose what I like, what's ref- I suppose refreshing is one of the first examples I can think of where it's a male character with a gay best friend. Yeah, and they share a mattress, they share a bed, and it's never weird for either of them. The only time it's an issue is when Wallace wants to have sex, so mm. Scott gets locked out of the apartment. And there's the point where like Wallace has his boyfriend over, and all three of them are on the bed <laughs> together. I think, and it's not seen as weird or bad or dirty. And I know it's sort of like, oh, we should be past that page anyway. But for all that Scott is not a great human being. Mm. He's never has any kind of issue. Nobody ever has any issues with Wallace's sexuality. I mean, at one point Scott's sister does, but that's more because he's stolen her boyfriend <laughs> again. Again, yeah. again Wallace. Um, in the books, there's a few more gay characters. Yes, there are. Um, oh, is it Stephen? Stephen Stills, um, who comes out and he says a great line where, like, oh, I came out in the third book, but you're kind of like dealing with stuff. So. Yeah, and like it is a kind of it. It softens some of the uh, limp characterization of other characters because it really establishes Scott's in his own little head. Mm. Um, 
but like Stephen, and obviously he ends up with I think Joseph, who's not in the film, mm. um, who's I feel one of the most realistic gay characters, who's kind of like hates mm. all of the straight characters yeah. like and finds them really tiresome and I yeah. think that's really appreciated and if you read read the books mm. knowing like Steve like throughout the last few books see, Stephen's like back. Stephen's always saying I'm going over to Joseph's yeah and they've established that they mm. have like music and the sound stuff going yeah. on but it's great I just I was just thinking like the first and I think they re- pretty much recreated it exactly in the first like the first time you meet Wallace his little box is a homosexual. It says drunk homosexual. Drunk homosexual, yeah. which is a great interim title for. Um, that was one of the things I was going to say mm-hmm. uh, for my Hamish drunk homosexual, but I do not drink and yeah. it's all blatant all Yeah. Um, but I like that character. I love Wallace. I think he's wonderful. And that's an example where you should do it even if you feel maybe you're wrong on a few stereotypes or tropes, mm-hmm. because I would really notice if Scott Pilgrim didn't have any LGBT representation. Mm-hmm. Especially because it maybe does some other representation a little bit sloppily. Mm, that's a polite way of putting it. Uh, yeah. Another example of a gay best friend, uh, again, a subversion of the GBF trope, is Willow in Buffy. Yes. Who we love. Yeah. Um, despite issues. So, interestingly, while, yes, she is Buffy's best friend, just thought she is Xander's best friend. So there we have the only example I can think of off the top of my head, I'm not saying there aren't more out there, of a straight man with a lesbian best friend. I thought of one example, but I can't remember the character's name. But it's very recently. It was in um, uh, Master of None, which was Aziz Sanzari's Netflix show. Oh, right. Um, One of his little friend group is lesbian, Mm -hmm. and... You know, in their first scene, she does the line so everyone in the audience knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's really funny. Okay, But cool. she's not a best friend or a main. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Willow. Again, this is an example of a character that's actually part of the main cast. Yeah. And definitely has her own storylines and multiple mm-hmm. relationships and interesting um, a- 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 agency. Yeah. But is a, a good example, again, of a character of this trope oh what are oh. words Hamish what are we doing here what's a microphone <laughs> she, well like when you just break it down to gay best friend that is Willow she's yeah um, and I mean I I watched Buffy fairly recently I didn't watch it when it was on mm-hmm. and um, I kept asking Justin like oh is there the episode where she comes out and he said sort of like it doesn't really go into much detail about her discovering her sexuality mm. it's very much um, she finds mm. a girl she likes. Yeah. Um, but the show's... I don't know. The show tackles a lot of things. Yeah. I do like that, like that part in... I forget which episode in particular it was, where she's with Tara. Um, I don't know whether they're in full-on relationship yet, but it's where they're saying, are you going, when are you going to introduce me to your friends? Tara asks. And what is it? I will eventually, but I like the... You're just with me, you're a part of my life and not theirs. And there's the great moment where, just as Willow's leaving, where Tara says, I am, I am, you know, and Willow's like, watch goes, yours. And then I go, <laughs> Yeah. I, I still get the warm fuzzies when I think about that. I like that. I, I love Tara McClay. Um, we all do. Mm. Um, I was trying to think of it in the, in the Buffy verse. There's a kind of, uh, this is a bit of a stretch, but Lorne in Angel. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't. There is a precedent of gay best friend characters who aren't confirmed to be gay. 
mm-hmm. um, who just exhibit the sassy male friend who mm-hmm. gives us all that comedy, but... Mm. I will say with the gay best friend, there's also a lot of overlap with the sassy black friend. Yeah. So, which is a problematic trope. Sometimes they're the same character. Sometimes they um, are. Some, there's also the concept of the magical queer. Uh, which, Kimmy Schmidt has a sort of... Yeah, I meant to add Kimmy Schmidt um, to our list. Again, uh, he, I like him. He, mm. He's really funny. And again, he sort of posts us being too scared of stereotypes mm-hmm. where we love him because he's an unapologetic mm-hmm. stereotype. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if any of his storyline has given any kind of weight. I've only watched a couple of episodes. Yeah, I have to make sure. I think he's a, he's he's great. Mm. <laughs> um, the... And I, I want to talk very briefly about the idea that uh, one of the problems with Gay Best Friend... The trope, as opposed the trope. to the phenomenon. No. Um, is the suggestion that gay people exclusively hang out with large straight friend groups and are very content and happy to exist as the only gay in the village. <coughs> no. Wrong! <laughs> um, a show which I do like mm-hmm. um, is called Happy Endings. Yeah. Um, it's It comes from a very specific time. There's a, the, one of the characters, um, Max, played by Adam Pally, is gay. He very f- much you can hit you can read his character bio by looking at him, <laughs> which is let's do a gay character, but they're like totally not a gay character. They're like a straight dude. I do love him. Mm-hmm. He is great. Once they kind of get out of that a bit, yeah, um, it's fine. And unlike other versions of that character I've seen, um, he has boyfriends and relationships and kisses dudes and mm-hmm. talks about it a lot. Um, it's a, a, some of his plots very specifically are about his sexuality and some are not um, but one of the I just don't I don't buy that he would be happy to hang out with all these guys the whole time he does have other gay friends but they they're like guest actor you never see again types yeah there is one episode where they kind of uh, there's a character called Penny who um, considers Max her gay best friend um, on paper, but when examining the kind of stereotypes of a gay best friend, realised that she is his gay best friend because she's the kind of sassy, um, <laughs> musical-obsessed fashionista who's constantly trying to like give him dating advice and <laughs> solve his problems. And she um, That's fun. wears that with pride. Yeah. Um, there's like another episode where they, they try, like, he's going out with a girl in order to, they're not good people. He's going out with a girl in order to get a, um, ticket to a sporting match. All right. So sports ball. Yeah. So his friends try and kind of out him to her. All right. He's already out. He's completely lying and manipulating to, Yeah. Um, so they're like, oh, let's try and catch him doing something gay. Oh my <laughs> and they're like, what does he do that's gay? And they just like list a bunch of things like, oh, you know, he really loves to burst into song for no reason. It's like, no, nah, that's Penny. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite lines is like, oh, he has that big stash of gay porn. 
oh no, that's Alex, and that's one of the female characters. And mm-hmm. they say, like, why does she have that? Well, whenever time I ask her, she says, I don't smoke, but I got ashtrays. <laughs> and just like, I don't know, it's a lovely show, I miss it. Yeah. Happy Endings fans, we, we, we band together out of sadness. Yeah. But, um, that's a trope I like. But again, from experience, mm. queer people tend to band together. Yeah, I mean, it is as most queer people have a largely queer friend circle like penguins huddling together for warmth we don't always seek each other out we just kind of drift together together. Mm. it's one of those things that um in life uh where i live i my friendship circle is largely cishet people which is depressing as all fuck most of my most of my queer community are online i have a couple of exceptions like um my my other best friend is bi and I, I, I have a, a gay guy friend but I get the thing for most of my immediate friendship group I am the queer best friend or the <laughs> queer friend which you know I don't object to being but it's a very isolated feeling which is why I'm so glad to to go up to London and see my friends um, I always forget that you're not an internet friend mm-hmm we actually met in person first. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I... My friend from Canada, Lydia, moved over um, to London for a bit. And her mum has found it slightly odd that whenever she talks about any of her friends, they're all gay people, because I kind of just added her to my uh, group of friends. And I know Gabe's kind of adopted Lily. Yeah, like, I I don't know, I just, I'm surrounded by queer people and I didn't mean to. Mm. I just want to find people who are like-minded that are passionate about the same things I am. Mm-hmm. I think this happens a lot at school, where no one's come out or even realised what they are. Yeah. But they end up together anyway, and then when they are older, they realise, huh, that's why we're all friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah like meets like, even though you don't necessarily know it at the time another thing I liked about GBF Mm -hmm. and I am going to go into spoiler territory so if you haven't seen GBF and wish to you may wish to uh, give it five minutes yeah (laughs) tune back in it's very brief but it's an example of two gay characters in a film who are friends and don't end up together we need like a test name for this like the Beckdale test or the sexy lampshade test yeah they 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 both they bring up the fact that um, they could be together. Mm-hmm. Um, from my experience, many gay people who are just friends have had moments when they've questioned these things, if they can be. Mm-hmm. But it ends on a really nice note of, I would rather have you as my friend for the rest of my life than as mm. a partner for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and funny. it was really sweet. That's lovely. And again, I think that's the uh, one of the things I do think is negative is the idea that um, queer people are kind of just all in each other's pants and mm-hmm. uh, we can be, but... <laughs> yeah, but no, it is that sort of, that perpetuating, perpetual thought that, um, that sexualisation of, of, being, of being gay, being queer, that it's all about sex and that's... 
all we're doing which is an interesting thing about this trope is so often the gay best friend is utterly sexless yeah like they'll talk about sex but it will be in a like oh me and him we he he owes me a favor yeah it's always very like nudge nudge wink wink and it's like the least threatening way well one of the things that is very upsetting about gbf is that it was rated r for no reason other than the fact it has Teenagers kissing boys. Uh, I suppose I'm going to say, but I'm a cheerleader has a similar thing. Yeah, but I'm a cheerleader might have had an NC17 rating. Yeah, it was it was an eight. Um, GBF was I think an 18 over here when it's clearly like a 12. It's just kissing. There's like some makeout scenes. They but it's between boys. Mm-hmm. So and it not just not just male characters. I think it's partly because they're teenagers played by teenagers. They 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 don't look like teenagers played by teenagers. Yeah. Oh my god. I, I think the main actor is seventeen. Holy shit. Might be playing a teen a bit younger. Mm-hmm. But still, like, I think that's why people get a bit weirded out. Um, Homophobia, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Like I, but it is interesting that like it's all the qualities that people associate with being gay, except for the thing that makes people gay, mm-hmm. is what they want. Yeah. They want a male character they can talk about men with mm-hmm. but like so i've been i lived with two straight girls at uni mm-hmm. um i don't think they wanted to talk to me about men because i think what i want in men is very different to what they want mm-hmm. uh namely gay men i want like i want men that want to like me back mm-hmm. um and they they knew I was not going to help them with any kind of fashion situation <laughs> or... Not that kind um, of gay. No. So I wish I was. I wish I knew how to dress myself. Same. Um, I wish I had my own gay best friend. <laughs> I married mine. Oh. Oh, no. But I, I kind no, of... That's allowed to be cute. Yeah. Um, that's actually part of it. It's mm-hmm. the... Um, so... Another thing about this trope, it is kind of weird, yeah. is the, like, infantilization cuteness of gay people. Oh, yeah. The kind of, Aww. oh, they're so cute because they don't want to sleep with me. I don't really know. I just don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's either, like, disgusting mm-hmm. or adorable, but you've got to be the right kind of gay. you got to mm-hmm. want to, like, get married and raise kids and um, have yeah. a very heteronormative mm. life. I just thought Easy A riffs a little bit on the gay best friend thing. Yeah. Which, but I also really like... Uh, one, I really love Easy A. Mm-hmm. I think it's an amazing film and I prefer it to Mean Girls. You have to understand I'm of the age bracket where I'm supposed to love Mean Girls. I've watched it. I get it. I, I occasionally riff on it. Uh, I'm Someone marked all the films because mm-hmm. it kind of goes... Is there something before Heather's? There's like every every like teen generation has its teen movie. No, I don't. I think oh, is it Breakfast Club? Before Heather's. There's something a bit more. I feel like Breakfast Club like is a universal constant. I love there's like something I love that Breakfast like is time. Club. There's something that's very embraces the fact it's not timeless. But I feel like it goes Heather's clueless. clueless. Mean no, mean is there something between Mean Girls? When did is Jawbreaker liked? I only know about it. Oh wait, Jawbreaker is that the one? I think it is. Maybe. No. Teen movies in general. Yeah, they have their sort of their their marks, and yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like, but, cause um, it, the, the, uh, Mean Girls is the one of the noughties. Clueless was the nineties. Heather's was the eighties. Easy A is the tens. Yeah, I love Easy A. Um, it felt 
Uh, and I do remember, like, part of the reason why I didn't remember that there's a gay best friend in that is mm. that I think he's just a gay person who is mm. the character's best friend. Yeah. Um, I mean, that... He runs off with a gay... He runs off with a black guy at the end. Because just the Huckleberry Finn, Finn thing, how everything's a reference from a book, mm. except Huckleberry Finn, and then at the end her gay friend runs off with <laughs> an old black guy. And then she's like, my apologies to Mark Twain. <laughs> the, um, need to, we need to watch that at some point. Maybe we should do an Easy A episode. Yeah. I think, and also he's the reason why the plot happens. Like, he wants everyone in the school to... Think he's straight. Think he's straight. Mm. Um, and then he's kind of like a bad person, because he's like, he's going to ruin someone's life. Yeah. I think that's another thing, is that I feel there's a, there was definitely a pressure to make sure gay people were perfect and you weren't saying anything bad about them. And I love gay characters, which are mm. assholes. Yeah. Or they're stereotypes and they're clowns. Yeah. They're jokes. So we're yeah. they're either... Bastions of perfection or jokes. Whereas I want a person who tries to be perfect but isn't and is a big joke in themselves. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not to make anyone laugh, they're a laughing st- I, I don't know, I just I, I, am I just want I just want kind of like negative gay characters. Mm-hmm. There's a kind of stereotype I see a lot which is like, oh they're so perfect that they're too clingy and annoying. But <laughs> that's like, not a flaw. No, I like um I like ones which it's one of the reasons I do like um, Max and Happy Endings, because mm. he's kind of... He's single in a way that isn't... We don't want to see gay characters. He's single because he's a huge jerk. One of his, like, trademark moments is, like, shut up, assholes. Like, quiet up, jerks. I'm talking, so listen. Why does no one love me? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I think I've seen you. Yeah, it's like... Stuff. I like... I want people who are real. Yeah, because people are flawed. People yeah. are frequently assholes. I mean, I've seen... I have seen gay best friends with male characters, ignoring Scott. Uh-huh. Um, and something I've noticed is I, I tend to see them where they're the character's brothers. Oh, right. Um, the gay best brother. Because the I gay feel... Best brother. I feel like it's very... Yeah, I think when you have a gay best friend with a woman so that you can have a male character who is not a love interest. Mm-hmm. And I feel if you have a gay best friend with a another male character you have to make it abundantly clear that there will never be you're wondering when they're gonna kiss even if it's like a ha ha we weren't thinking of you of that way um two i can think of Mm -hmm. um is in a film uh called i love you man which i do really love (laughs) it's a you and paul right there is no shame in this i am a homosexual um what <laughs> but anyway, in the film, <laughs> on my podcast, it's more likely than you think. Um, Andy Samberg plays uh, Paul Rudd's gay brother in "I Love You, Man," um, and tries to help him get dates with straight men to learn how to make friends. Oh, okay. So Paul Rudd wants friends because he doesn't have any. Oh. Um, it's, it's actually a great film. It's like one of my favourites. <laughs> anyway, um, Andy Samberg's character, again, he's kind of very much uh, not the stereotype. Mm-hmm. Um, in a, he's a, a different kind of stereotype. He's kind of like a gym bunny. He like mm-hmm. likes to go to the gym and he's like getting numbers for guys all the time. Um, and I f- and the, there's a constant joke of... Paul Rudd's the the more gay stereotyped one because he likes rom coms and um, is more of a sensitive soul. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's still what it, it is. What it is. Um, 
another film I can think of isn't in Mrs. Doubtfire, his brother. Yeah. Is that his brother? Yes, it is, because he calls him, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, uh, Uncle like, Peggy and Aunt Jack. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's kind of, like, again... Harvey, it's Harvey Fistine, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I mean... Who I always just think of the hours from land. <laughs> I, I quite like that character. I mm. mean, um, he feels like you... Even though his, he's not developed in the slightest, you can feel like you... No. Does it feel there's a character there? Yeah, because I don't think having the ability to do flawless prosthetics is necessarily a stereotype. He's, no. he's like a makeup artist and things, but mm-hmm. um, I feel like that is at least a developed, thought out mm-hmm. character. You can see oh, as well. They world. didn't have to make that character gay. No, they cho- that was a choice that they made. Yeah, I, I also it's such a, it's a small thing. I've thought of it, but the fact that. The this gay character is known to his children. Yeah, and I like that it's a children's film. I yeah. didn't ever think about it. It's only yeah. like rewatching it as an adult where I'm thinking, oh, oh, I see what's going on. Yeah. Um, it's nice. I also... And, and now I'm just sort of riffing on, on characters that are friends like... I don't know, the thought just hit me. I can't remember if it made canon yet, but... Um, and again, this is stereotypes and we should never make assumptions about people's gender or sexuality, but we are not a Simpsons podcast. But <laughs> Martin Prince. Yeah. I know I'm I I when I listen to the Simpsons podcast, they always ask who you relate to most at the end, and I'm between Smithers and Martin. He's a good, I, he's a good boy. No, I'll be queen of summertime. King King King. Um yeah, he's, he's a good boy. He, I like him. I mean, he's he's a pompous little prick. Yeah, he's pompous. He's seems very rich, and but he just wants to be liked, and yeah. he's just going about it the completely wrong way. Yeah. One of the things, but not Simpsons podcast. One of the things I do like is how The Simpsons has like different representations of nerds, mm-hmm. and I have like Lisa, Milhouse, and Martin. Mm. Whereas most shows would write the nerd, mm. but those are three very different areas of nerd. I feel. And then there's comic book guy. And then there's comic book guy, exactly. Mm. Thinking about the kids. Um, another one last thing. I, one thing I did uh, a film I also watched on yeah. Netflix, which I didn't enjoy. Okay. It's called Fourth Man Out. Oh, have yeah. You heard about this? I've heard about it. I, I think I might have it. just talked about it. I think so. It's it's written. It's directed by a gay guy, and the main actor's gay, and it feels like it's it's played at LGBT festivals. But it really... I was very shocked it came out, like, last year. Mm-hmm. It feels ten years older. It's having those kinds of questions. Essentially, the film is four dudes, best friends. One of them comes out. Um, and he is their gay best friend, then. Mm. Um, and it does some things I quite like. It's kind of... It, it represents the feeling of being the gay person surrounded by straight men very mm-hmm. well. I know I've been in... The thing straight men always want to do with you is to bond over objectifying women mm-hmm. and just saying really weird stuff. And it captures that perfectly. Yeah. But it does some really strange things. It's the it's the most overt I've seen where it's tried to suggest stereotypes are bad and gross and wrong. Yeah. And But this character doesn't have any of those. Yeah. There's an extended montage where he goes on a date with a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. And it's the only... The only gay actors it seems in the film, other than the main actor, I think I, f- I can't really find information about yeah. him, but I've been told he is. Um, 
are these ones, and it's just, you see a brief second of each of them doing something incredibly stereotypical, which then is why he doesn't want to date them. And the person he act- ends up with, I assume, is a straight actor. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of, I know people like that exist, but yeah. it doesn't feel like a good contribution. A fun inversion. As part, I think it's an inversion or a subversion of the trope. That's just occurred to me, given that we're talking about it, is a really cool kind of twist. It's always sunny. How is sunny? Because although he's closeted, mm. everybody knows. So yeah. Mac is Dennis and Charlie's gay, gay best, best friend. friend. Yeah. And they, for all that they're incredibly dysfunctional human beings, they don't care. That's part of him. And they, when they think he's coming out, they're like, oh, wicked, cool. And it's very. And uh, no, it's just a fun I, well, thought that's the occurred char- to me. The character of Country Mac. Who, so in one episode oh, of Voice Country Sun- Mac. In one episode of Voice Sunny, Mac invites his cousin, who they nickname Country Mac because he's from the country, um, over, and he's everything that Mac's wa- Mac wants to be. He's a so badass. He's a badass. Mac always talks about being amazing at karate, whereas this guy's actually good at karate. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that's different is that he's openly gay, and the gang, the other characters, are very happy with, and fine with this they actually say how it's really comfortable to be around someone who's at peace with at it. peace with it um and they like wish him well when he goes like uh off to find some dude's numbers and mm-hmm. they really love him and it's in contrast to mac who is so trying to be something he's not mm-hmm. um which rubs off on them yeah and like yeah, we I talk about something a lot, but it 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 does things. It does things I don't see other shows doing, yeah. for better or for worse. Yeah, they're good at uh, riffing on tropes. And part of that does come from uh, the actor and writer Rob McElhenney, mm-hmm. who uh, has a gay brother and was raised by lesbians. And as many things the show does wrong, one of the things it does right, I think, is his sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, it is, a, it is an interesting inversion. Yeah. Um, and I suppose while we've been talking for a bit about positive spins or riffs on the gay best friend, one thing maybe I, a trope maybe I don't appreciate because it feels like, I think it's purely because it feels like here's representation. Oh, no, it's not. Um, but I suppose it depends on how the device is about characters getting viewed as a being a gay best friend when they're not like mistaken identities like people see and it might be the case because somebody is is like they think oh i never see them talking to girls that's just a woman oh i never see them talking to girls so they they must be gay because they're oblivious to the fact that this person is into them or like a woman assuming a straight man is gay because of his behavior and saying oh making i'm going to adopt him as my gay best friend when he's not and i don't know where, where i'm reaching for as a point but it's sort of but I suppose in that way it's inver- it's working going well you shouldn't make this assumptions and making assumptions based on stereotypes or behaviours yeah, it's not wrong it's not like necessarily a bad thing to do I just think when we're starved for representation it's always it feels a bit mean, disappointing yeah even if it's um, not intentionally done to be mean spirited yeah it can kind of feel that way there's a there's a scene in um, the Netflix sitcom One Day at a Time, which I have started watching, <laughs> um, which I think gets better over time, and I think I'm enjoying it immensely. Okay. Well, there's just a scene when uh, one character does go to a gay bar and is talking to someone, and you're meant to assume the person she's talking to is a gay guy. But I just knew as soon as the scene started, mm. no, it's going to be revealed he's straight. 
Like mm-hmm. that's what's going to be revealed. Um, it's just like I just see it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the one you're referring to is Rory in Doctor Who. That's the example listed on the the page on the TV tropes page yeah. for this, which was sort of what made me want to mention it because, but it has I have seen it done before. I mean, the the trope I find I see a lot mm. um, is characters assuming characters are gay, which doesn't happen in the real world no. as much. People, people assume you're straight. Pe- that's what heteronormativity is. Yeah. Um, I see it all the time where, oh, and I assumed you'd, like, I don't know, I'm thinking about Sherlock. Oh, also a trope that needs to die, which riffs on the whole, oh, assuming people are gay. Straight guys pretending to be gay to get closer to women. Yeah. I've Don't seen do a, that. I've seen a friend of mine do this in the real world. Oh, no. No. When they were a teenager a long time ago. Still. But... Um, you know, I just thought in Kick-Ass... To be fair, the character was mistakenly thought of as gay. Yeah. And then used that. That actually kind of happens in GBF as well, briefly. Uh, There's a lot in that film. When I say... I recommend it in some senses. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't... That's just not something that happens... No, Even though I said it just did. But like, like, I appreciate things happen in movies and TVs that do not happen in the real world. That's fine. Like, I if, li- if your thing is meant to be happening in the real world and is meant to be believable, maybe don't pull shit like that. I think I have a little bit of gay voice. And I went to the town hall to uh, say, hi, I'm here to register for my marriage to my boyfriend, Justin he is going to come over for whatever. And the person behind the desk said, oh, and so what's your wife's name going to be? And just, like, people do not... don't go looking around assuming people are gay mm-hmm. in the same way that they do on TV shows. Mm. Uh, a fun flip side example, which made me so very happy. You know that whole assumption with gal pals? Yes. Uh, I say this being read as... as frequently read as female. Um, my friend and I were in... Lush, this is my, um, and to be fair, we're very close. Um, and we both wear rings on our ring finger. And the girl at the tin in Lush thought me and my best friend were a couple and asked how long we'd been together. And we did not correct her because she was so lovely about it. And it's just like, oh, this was such a, it was such a positive experience for me. And, and my friend and I uh, are, are very close and our relationship is like, is not completely platonic, but it was the same time, just like, oh, it's nice to have somebody looking at two mm. females, uh, two women. It does, yeah, it does happen. I just don't think it happens in the same amount as but, it does on TV and, like, yeah. in the same tone of... Mm-hmm. I think I feel characters who wouldn't assume it yeah. assume it. Yeah. Maybe. No, I think I think that's fair. Um, but I, mean, I, I don't know. I feel like we've delved into the gay best friend fairly yeah. mm-hmm. uh, deeply. This is one of these tropes, when when we do episodes about tropes, yeah. it's kind of like a starting off point, and then I'm sure, I'm sure when we're talking about specific franchises or media, mm. we'll come back to yeah. compare and contrast and talk about it. For sure. Um, but yeah, tro- tropes are an ongoing discussion. What I really want to see... Mm. is a character you would normally think is the gay best friend as a main character. That would be cool. I don't have any problem with flaming stereotype front of the parade flag mm-hmm. waving gay characters. Mm-hmm. I like that. I have a problem with the fact that you never see that character as captain of the enterprise mm-hmm. or as 
you know, the lead in an action film or yeah. actually about their lives. Mm-hmm. So that's where I have got to at the end of this discussion. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. If you'd like to continue the discussion with us, guys, our dear listeners, please get in contact with us. Um, tell us what you think. If there's any tropes in particular you'd like us to talk about, you can get in contact with us in a myriad of ways. We're Box Not Included on Facebook, on Tumblr, on Twitter and at gmail.com. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our, our discussion and thank you for tuning in and listening to us. Um, thank you. Rate and subscribe and review us on iTunes and it will help us out. Yeah. Um, and if you're not listening on iTunes, uh, just tell a friend, like tweet about the show or just like, hey, stick, stick your headphones towards a friend and go, hey, check <laughs> out these two nerds talking about stuff. Show your gay best friends. Share with your gay best friends. Um, <laughs> as always, we'd like to uh, thank uh, Graham Waller, Audio Overlord, Master of the Soundwaves, for our theme music and helping produce the podcast. You can check out more of his work at grahamwaller.com and you can check out his podcast, The Mix Cave. Uh, just give it a search on iTunes and I believe on SoundCloud. Um, we also have our individual Twitters. Um, I'm at Hamish Steele. And I'm Jade Oxford Rose. Thanks for tuning in this week, guys. Uh, and this is where we'll leave you. Be kind to each other. Be good to your gay best friends and straight best friends alike. <laughs> I'm Jade Rose. I'm Hamish Steele. And don't let anyone box you in. <laughs>